Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be completely blind? I mean, to not be able to see anything, where you're going, what you're doing. I mean, we'd have to rely on so many other things, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd have to rely on our hearing maybe more, a service animal, a cane, maybe somebody to, to take you by the arm or by the hand and to kind of walk you across the street to keep you safe. Somebody you would trust. Somebody's not going to like push you out into traffic, you know? I mean, even everyday simple things like eating and drinking would be more complicated. I mean, I get ketchup on my shirt when I can see what I'm eating. I mean, let alone if I can't see what I'm eating. I mean, having a blindfold on actually causes me to to admit that I take my sight for granted. I mean, I can see okay. I mean, not right now. I have a blindfold on. But I, I, I can see okay. I don't need glasses or contacts or I don't get headaches when I read or anything like that. But when I have a blindfold on, I, I start to get a little little disoriented. I kind of feel like I'm like floating right now, which is kind of weird. I don't really know where to, to look. I, I feel a little lost and, and distracted by it. I just, I, I, I don't like not being able to see what I'm doing or, or where I'm going. I want to see it with my own two eyes. I want to see where I'm about to go or, or what I'm about to do with my own two eyes. This is hard. It's difficult to not be able to see. Life is kind of like that, isn't it? Have you ever felt like you were kind of blinded when you were walking just in a normal everyday life that you just don't know where to go? You don't know what to do. You feel a little lost. You feel a little disoriented. You feel like you're just kind of floating through and just wish that somebody would help you. Somebody would grab you by the elbow and just kind of show you where to go. Maybe even then you go, I still want to see it with my own two eyes. I kind of just trust myself, you know, because life is hard. And sometimes we feel blinded. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how God is trustworthy. That even though we don't always see where we're going or or what we're doing, He is worth our trust. And that He will show us which path to take. I'm going to take my blindfold off. Hey, I did okay. I practiced it earlier this week and I ended like over here looking this way. And that was, that was, that was a little rough. And yes, my blindfold is also my face mask. It's multi-use. It's dual use. So if you ever need a blindfold, now, now, you, now you know where to get one. I don't know why you would, but now, now you know. Now we're talking about trust today. Who do you trust the most in your life? Is it a family member? You know, someone who's always stood by you. Is it a friend who's wise and always shows up when you need her? Is it a college buddy, honest and steadfast, and they have all of these secrets? I often trust people that I've seen be faithful, or I've seen with my own eyes, like, have integrity or, or show love. I mean, for lack of a better term, I trust people who are trustworthy. But it's not just people, is it? I mean, I check out reviews. Do you do this? You go online, check out reviews for movies or for restaurants. You check out Yelp or IMDb or something like that. And I find myself trusting or not based on how many positive reviews there are of people that I haven't met. Or if I know somebody who likes something and says, hey, go check out that movie, I'm much more likely to do it. I mean, maybe you trust a particular news source or you have trouble trusting another one. We actually trust things all day long. Whether we realize it or not, whether you know it or not, we trust that someone is going to stop at the red light, for an example. We trust that someone special is going to be faithful. We trust our Uber driver knows how to get us to Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's a big deal. 
We trust the milk we got at the grocery store hasn't been sitting out for hours kind of behind the seeds before going into the fridge. Our lives are actually built on trust. Now we're in this series, we're calling Life is Complicated, Get It Right. And we've been talking about the book of Proverbs and wisdom and what it means to live for God in a world that's always changing and it's difficult to navigate. Wisdom from God gives us directions, kind of when we're at that fork in the road in life, and we don't know where to go or what to do. Even when we feel like we're blind, and we can't see what's coming down the road toward us, even when we don't know which path to take, God will give us wisdom. So here's the big idea for today. It's kind of the underlining principle of what we're talking about today. Here it is. Trust God with all of it, all the time. Easy peasy, right? It's kind of a catchy little phrase. You know, of course I'd say something like this. But can I, can I tell you what I'd rather maybe have as a big idea? Maybe something a little bit more authentic, a little bit more accurate in my life, if I'm being honest with where my heart is. I mean, I know I should trust God with all of it all the time, but I'd kind of prefer to trust God with some of it some of the time. Can you relate? Trust God with what makes sense to me, as an example. I mean, trust God when I feel like trusting God or when I feel like he's being trustworthy. Trust God when it lines up with what I want. Trust God when it's convenient or when it's easy, when it doesn't get me out of my comfort zone. No, the book of Proverbs is saying, trust God with all of it all the time. Now, we're going to spend most of our time together in chapter 3 of Proverbs. And here's how chapter 3 of Proverbs starts. This is verse 1. My child, never forget the things I've taught you. So remember, this is kind of like a dad talking to his son. That's what some of the the chapters in Proverbs are like. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years, and your life will be satisfying. Does Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me. I want my life to be satisfying. Don't you? I mean, we want a satisfying life. We want a life that's full of life and joy and hope and peace. And this proverb is saying, look, here's how you do that. You trust God. He'll show you with path to take. You just trust God. You follow what he wants you to do. This is verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord God with everything you've got, all your heart. Don't depend on what you think, your own understanding. And I love this verse, and at the same time, I don't like this verse. I don't. I find it difficult to digest if I'm actually thinking about it. The thing about trust is that we often think we know better. I think I know better. I think I know what's best for me. I think I know what I need. I think I know what I, my family needs. I think I know what I want. I think I know what I think and I feel. And you can't tell me otherwise. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And really, even though we have people that we trust or we trust our gut or our instincts and we have things that we trust, we end up at the end of the day kind of trusting ourselves and only ourselves if we're not careful. And that leads us down this foolish path. It leads us down this path towards being alone and being lost, and being hurt, and really depending on ourselves. 
depending on our own strength, our own knowledge, our own situation, our own circumstances, that we feel like we are in control of it all. But it turns out, I'm not as trustworthy as I think I am. God is. And he tells us, hey, trust me with all you've got. Trust God with all of it, all the time. Now, maybe you're thinking, why? Why would I do that? I do kind of feel like I can do it on my own. Why do I need to trust God? Or maybe you're thinking, how do I know that he's worth my trust? How do I know he's trustworthy? Those are fair questions. So let's dig into both of them just a little bit. So here's the first one. Why do I need to trust God? Because my understanding isn't enough. Sometimes we're blind to what's going on in our lives. We're blind to the obstacles in front of us. We, we trick ourselves and think that we can make like 10, 15, 20, 30-year plans, you know? But in reality, we need someone who loves us to show us which way to go. We need someone who sees who we really are to show us which way to go. Can you imagine going through life blind without any help? I mean, without a guide, without anyone there to help you out. And I know maybe it, it feels like that's actually what we're doing sometime. Here's what I mean. I've got a little simple little obstacle course set up over here. It's nothing fancy. You just kind of step over that and go around the two chairs. Not, not a big deal. I could do that with my eyes open easy. But have you ever heard that? I could do that with my eyes closed. We're actually going to test it out. I'm going to put my blindfold back on. This is why I need somebody to help guide me because I think I can do it on my own in my own power, but it's a whole lot harder when I can't see. Okay, I got a little nervous there. Nope, yep. See, so I think I can do it without anybody's help. And I might be able to make my way. I'm supposed to go this way. Is it here? Here it is. So I think I can do it on my own. I don't think I need help. I, I trust. This is easy just to go around, you know, but can you imagine? This is kind of a metaphor for life. And, oh, did I go the wrong I did go the wrong way. Okay. I think I'm out of the light a little bit. There it is. There it is. Ow. Okay. So this is really difficult to do. It's really, really hard to do. And the reality is I can step over that when I can see no problem. But I need help. And this is what life is like. We think we know what's coming. We think we know how to get out of the situation that we're in. We think that we are the most trustworthy people that we can possibly be. But I need to trust God because I have blind spots all over the place. I need someone who loves me enough to show me which path to take that will walk me around the obstacles that life brings me. And when I stumble, will be there to catch me. I'll inevitably stumble, but he'll be there. God knows us. He loves us. He knows what we need, what's going to happen. He knows what's down the path, even if we're blind to what's going on. That's why I need to trust God, because my own perspective, my own understanding, my own knowledge isn't enough. What about the other question? How do I know God is trustworthy? Well, this is an oversimplification. But my answer to this is because of God's love. He's worthy of our trust for a lot of reasons. He's faithful. He's wise. He's inherently good. He's all-powerful. He's almighty. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere. But the main reason that I trust God is because I believe that God loves me. And the reason I believe he loves me is really because of Jesus. 
Now, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, for our mistakes, for where I fall short. And maybe you've heard that a thousand times. And maybe that's been a big deal to your life, or maybe that's the first time you've ever heard anything like this. But hear me, Jesus is really why I feel like I can trust God. If God sent Jesus because he loves me that much, can I trust him in the normal, everyday things in life? The answer is yes, I can, but I don't always. We don't act like it sometimes, do we? I mean, even faithful people who believe in Jesus with their whole heart, you know, they find themselves blindfolded going through life, a situation that's really, really difficult, and they lean on their own knowledge, their own understanding, or on their own hopes, or how they feel in any given moment, rather than relying on God, rather than seeking what he would want us to do in a situation. He's worth our trust because he's trustworthy. I mean, he's shown himself to be faithful. He's shown up time and time again whether we see it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not. But really, at the end of the day, the reason that I trust is because he showed up by sending Jesus. So even if I don't feel him today, which sometimes I don't, even if I don't hear him loud and clear, he deserves our trust. So let's recap. Okay, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of it, not most of it, all of it. With all of our lives, surrender everything. And do not depend on your own understanding because even though we think we know better sometimes, don't we? We don't actually know better. Seek his will in all that you do. What he wants, not what I want. What he desires, not what I desire. What he tells us is right and wrong, not what I've determined what is right and wrong. And he will show you which path to take. He will show us. He will guide us by the hand like leading the blind. It's not the blind leading the blind because his sight is perfect because he loves us that much. So trust God with all of it all the time. So how do we do that? How do you know if you're trusting God? And if you're thinking, you know, I'd like to trust God, or you're thinking, I, I mean, I do follow him. Like, what, what do I need to do here? I've got four ways that we can trust God with all that we've got. Okay? So here's number one. Trust God with what I think. Is there anything in your thoughts that you don't surrender to God? Here's another way to ask that. Would God think everything that you think? That one's scarier. Do you struggle with negative self-talk, as an example? I mean, do you believe lies from someone in your life, maybe somebody in your past, about your value, that you're no good, that you can't do it, and you just think them over and over and over again? Would God think those things about you? Perhaps you don't trust that God will do what he promises that he'll do, or you don't trust that he is who he says he is, or you don't trust that God knows what he's doing. But here's the big one for me. You think that you should be able to understand God completely in your brain. That's challenging to me. I'm guilty of that one. That I can just wrap my brain around God. That I am able to understand all of who God is. The creator of the universe. How arrogant of me. That I can wrap my mind around exactly who he is and what he's all about and what he wants in my life in every moment across the board like that I am the best at figuring that out. But if I could completely understand God and who he is and what he's all about, he'd actually be pretty small. 
Trusting God with our thoughts really just means to surrender our thoughts, to do our best to think like he would think. Philippians 4.8 says it this way, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. How much do you think about those types of things? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, worthy of our thought, worthy of our time, because of who God is, not because of who we are. So what do you think about? What do you think about other people? What do you think about when it comes to yourself? Trust God with all of it, all the time. Okay, that's number one. Number two, another way to trust God. Trust God with what I feel. Are there feelings that you have maybe sometimes that you, you don't trust God with, with how you're feeling? I have to admit, I trust my feelings sometimes. Okay, here's an example. Have you ever been in an argument, you know, with somebody and they keep trying to use, I don't know, facts? And you, you keep trying to use your feelings and, and you say, hey, I, I think that you are treating me like I'm stupid. And they go, at no point in this conversation did I say that you were stupid. Like, but it feels like you said that I was. Feelings are actually pretty fickle. Feelings aren't trustworthy in and of themselves. I mean, they're important. They're something we need to pay attention to, but they aren't the guide in our lives because feelings kind of change like the wind, don't they? But God, God is steadfast. Now, if you struggle with surrendering your feelings, here's a suggestion. Write them down. Name your feelings. And I don't mean like Bob and Betty and Sue. That's not what I mean. Take out a piece of paper and write down, I feel sad. If you're sad, I I feel mad. If something's going on, I feel glad. They don't have to rhyme, I'm just realizing. But sad, mad, glad. And you go, I feel this way. Then look at those feelings and give them to God. You write down... God, I feel sad because of something that's going on in my life, and I'm going to give that to you. God, help me feel how you would want me to feel. Feelings aren't inherently bad, but do we feel the way that God would want us to feel? Are we surrendering that to him? I trust you with my feelings all the time. So trust God with what I think. Trust God with what I feel. Number three, trust God with what I want. What do you want the most in life? I mean, actually take a second to think about it. I mean, what do you want the most? What's your deepest heart's desire? I mean, hopefully it's more than like a juicy hamburger or it's more than a Colts playoff win because that ship has sailed. I mean, but, but what is it? What do you actually hope for in life? What do you work the hardest for in your life? Now, what do you think God wants the most for you in your life? If you need a little help on that one, he wants you to follow Jesus. I mean, he wants you to have joy and peace and hope. He wants you to rely on him. He wants you to grow. How closely do those things line up? What you want and what God wants for you. If we're honest, we spend a lot of time and we're more concerned with what we want than what God wants for us. We want success or control or safety or security or or money or earthly love or whatever. And those things aren't inherently bad, but they pale kind of in comparison to what God wants for us. This is Romans 15, 13. This is what it says. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the source of the hope in our lives. We don't have to do that on our own. He will fill us completely with joy and peace if we trust him, if we surrender what we want. 
Trust him with our thoughts. Trust him with our feelings. Trust him with our hopes and dreams and what we want. And number four, trust God with what I do. So do your actions line up with what God would hope you would do? Do the path that you're on align with God's will for your life? Here's kind of a way to check that. Check your heart on it. If you would never do anything you don't want to do, if you can't recall a time that you've just completely set aside your own desire and you've followed what you felt like God was calling you to do, you need to check your heart. Are you trusting God with your whole life? If you never do anything you don't want to do and you think you're always in God's will, you need to pause and evaluate. Are you trusting him with all of it, all the time, everything you do, or just when you agree with him, or just when it makes sense to you, or just when it's easy, just when it feels right? Are you ever surrendering your path to go down a different path? Are you ever uncomfortable on your path? Do you ever have obstacles that God has to guide you around, or are you just doing it on your own? So say you've surrendered these areas of your life, thoughts, feelings, desires, and you consistently try to give them up to God, and you'll let go and let God. Have you ever heard that phrase before? So you're trusting him, then what? Let's go back to the verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We're doing that. Don't depend on your own understanding. We're not trustworthy. Seek his will in all you do. We're trying to surrender all of it, and he will show you which path to take. So you're doing it. You're trusting. You're depending on him. You're giving him your thoughts, your feelings. You're seeking his will. What happens next? He will show you which path to take. If you have a hard decision in your life, I mean, figuring out school for your kids or a really tough job situation, he will show you which path to take. You're worried about how to navigate your finances. You feel hopeless. A relationship in your life is just super difficult right now. You want to stand up for justice and what is right and what God cares about, but you just don't know where to go, what to do, how to get there. He will show you which path to take. You're heartbroken or lonely or abused or depressed and you desperately want hope. Well, trust him with that and he will show you which path to take. Step by step as we give it all to God, as we trust him with our thoughts and our feelings and our hopes and our dreams, really our lives, everything, he will show us which path to take. Even on a day that we feel incredibly blind, even though we feel a little lost at times, even though we don't know where it leads this path that we're on or how to get there, even though we can't see the end or the obstacles, even though he has to guide us the entire way, the question is, do you trust God? Because he will show you which path to take. And the question is really, will you take the path? Trust in him with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. In all that you do, seek his will, and he will show you which path to take. Will you take the path he shows you? I'd like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, at least for me, this is a simple concept that's difficult to live out every day. I want to trust you with all my heart. I want to trust you with all of my life. That's a great place to start, and I'm thankful for that. And I know, and I acknowledge right now, I need to rely on you even to do this, that I need this to be in your strength, not in my strength to trust you. So today, right now, 
we surrender to you. God, if there are thoughts that we haven't surrendered to you, we give them to you right now. There are feelings that we have that just don't line up, feelings about ourselves, feelings about other people, feelings about what's going on in our world. We surrender those to you. We trust you. The hopes and dreams and desires that we have, we surrender those to you. We trust it all to you. And help our actions, help the way we walk and talk and go through that path of life, help that reveal that we are truly giving it all to you, that other people would even be able to look and say, yes, they're trusting it all to you. We love you, and I'm so thankful for Jesus and the cross and how we know that you love us and want what's best for us and will guide us down this path no matter what. Thank you for your love. We trust you. We give it to you. And it's because of Jesus and in his name that we just pray to you thankfully. Amen.